0: We pick up on DAF uh, 54b, that is Nun at Zalud and uh, we have been discussing the Ten Commandments, <coughs> so we continue uh, with that. We mentioned uh, the differences uh, <coughs> between uh, the... Um, uh, resting on Shabbat, and uh, you know, me, uh, in the in the in the Ten Commandments, and we'd mentioned the different versions of that. So now we continue uh, with uh, uh, some related discussions. Our uh, Rabbi Hananya ben Agil at Rabbi Hia ba'aba pimnay ma dibrota rishonot loyem ba'hem tov v'dibrota achronot neymar Bahim tov. So Rabbi ben Agil asked Rabbi Hia ba'aba. Uh, what why is the word good uh, not stated in the first uh, version uh, in of the Ten Commandments and um, uh, in in the last in the second set of Ten Commandments in Va'etchanan it is a statement okay uh, it says tavlach. <laughs> Uh, that uh, in talking about uh, honoring your parents, it said that it should be good for you, okay, in the second set, doesn't say that in the first set, uh, and he says to him, a very strange answer, Amalor, Ad Lama uh, tov, uh, you know. Now you've just seemingly asked me, uh, you know, why? Before you ask me why, uh, the word uh, good is statement uh, stated. Shani uh, im tov im You should ask me whether uh, good is mentioned or not in the Ten Commandments. And Yodaya, because I don't know uh, whether good is mentioned uh, in the Ten Commandments or not. Okay, so uh, on the face of it, quite a strange answer uh, because of the fact that Rav Kheba Abba uh, is, you know, such a great, uh, uh, you know, rabbi of ours, Didn't seeming, seemingly uh, doesn't seem to know even whether the word tov is written in the Ten Commandments, you could answer uh, on a simple level that because he was just so involved in halakha, he wasn't uh, expert in, um, you know, every single uh, verse in the Torah. But that does seem very strange uh, to, to say because uh, that's, you know, when, when you become uh, such a gadol, then uh, obviously you would know uh, the uh, uh, d- different uh, verses in the torah uh, <coughs> seemingly so uh, um, so it must be uh, that um, we have a, uh, a, a what we're talking about yeah uh, is that uh, um, uh, t- the, firstly the the, the uh, there's a difference in the number of words uh, written, uh, the difference in between the first commandments uh, set of, of commandments and the second set of commandments, there's a uh, difference of 17 words and uh, and that uh, is the numerical value, the gematria of tov uh, so maybe that's why he's asking and ultimately he's getting to the to the comment, you know, w- which we call them the first set and the second set uh, we don't actually know uh, just that's because they're written in, in, in shmot and then in devari In in Exodus and um, and and then in um, Deuteronomy, but we don't really know ultimately uh, which is uh, what was said by Hashem, what was actually written uh, on the stones, uh, etc. So so that's why we call it the first and the second. But uh, we we're just saying that from chronological perspective. So that's that's maybe uh, what he's asking me. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, what if if uh, you know which uh, which set uh, good was written on if it was written uh, at all or just maybe um, you know on the on the on the tablets or said by or maybe just recorded in the Torah so maybe that's a deeper understanding uh, of what it uh, of what this uh, statement uh, means anyway uh, so he goes uh, and he says Klach etzel, the advice he gives him Klach Ben khanilai. go to Rav Tampun Ben Chanila uh, he says Shaya Rabbi Yeshua Levi, he uh, learned. Uh, he's often found at Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, and he knows uh, a lot about Agadah. Shaya uh, Baki BaAgada. He knows a lot about it, and therefore, uh, and maybe he can answer your question. So uh, Azil um, uh, so he goes to him and he asks him Amalei Mimenu Lo Shamati. He says, I haven't heard anything uh, from your Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi Amarli. Uh, so basically, he gives a long chain of tradition. Shmuel uh, uh, Barnachum said, uh, the, "Who's the brother of the of the mother of Rav Acha, the son of Rav Canina, Said to me, and some people said, "Was the father of the mother of Achai." Uh, it says the reason is uh, it wasn't mentioned uh, in the first set of uh, of of ten commandments. Uh, it says, "Well, uh, for because ultimately they were going to be uh, broken after the the Jews uh, made uh, the golden calf, they were going to be broken." And. Uh, Uh, And therefore, as a result, you didn't want to have uh, tov there, and uh, I think it's a mahral that says once something is called tov uh, means that uh, it is ultimately a, uh, um, uh, you know, it it, it means that there's a match uh, between the two things. If you say that uh, this thing is good uh, for that thing, it means there's ultimately a match uh, between the two of them. So uh, it would mean that uh, the Jews would have to be uh, on the highest uh, spiritual level the whole time, and then if it was broken, uh, then what? you would say is that uh, uh, there was actually a break in the relationship between uh, Hashem and the Jewish people and that, that is why. Uh, <coughs> we would say that uh, they would, would be broken that's why it's only in the second set uh, which were obviously uh, never broken ok so then that, that's what the following statement what happens if they were going to be broken what's the difference and that's exactly what the following statement means uh, good or good it would have shown that there's a breakdown in the relationship uh, between the good uh, feeling between Hashem and us ok and uh, and that's it. All right. So once we uh, talking about uh, the word twelve, obviously starts with a, uh, a tet. So I'm a Rav Yeshua. Rav says, and is very similar to uh, the the. the uh, Gomorrah at the end of Brachot, uh, where it talks a lot about uh, dreams. Now we have uh, snatches uh, of that. Uh, if you see uh, the word Tet in a dream, uh, the letter Tet in a dream, uh, that's a good sign for you. My What is the reason? Because it's written in the Torah, the word Tov, uh, and Shem Saw the light, that it was good, etc. All those verses in, in Bereshit, where Hashem says, uh, Tov, 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 and then at the end He says, Tov Ma'od. Uh, so if you say it's that, Aima. Uh, but there are other verses uh, in the Torah. b'matati <speaking in> ha <Hebrew> I will I'll sweep them uh, with the broom of destruction. Uh, that's in chapter 14 of uh, Isaiah uh, which also says the word uh, tet numerous times uh, but that's talking about punishments uh, so it says uh, chad tet kamrinan no so the Gemara answer is no I'm talking one tet when you see one tet in your dream it's good if you see more than one tet maybe that's not a good sign maybe uh, that's a a bad, a bad omen. So Aimah tumata Bishula, But what about the the, uh, the uh, verse from Eicha, uh, which is right at the beginning of Eicha of Lamentations, where it says. Her tumour uh, is on her skirt, her impurity is on her skirt, Uh, that's just got one, tet, and that's not a good uh, uh, omen, seemingly. Uh, Tet, uh, bet, Kamrinan, Uh, it says no, you see the word tet and bet, Uh, so it's a kind of a word, you see the two letters together, tet and bet, which is like uh, tov. Uh that's one answer. Ayma, um Tub uh, no, so the maybe you would say if you see a tet in a bed, Tavab uh, share her gates have sunk into the ground. Also another verse from Achar talking about uh, how Jerusalem lost her power, uh, the tough and uh, the the um the tet and the bet, uh that's uh, and, and, and that's it. So that surely that's a sign for that. Uh, therefore we, we revise the answer. He says no. Uh, it's Ella. Uh, well uh, 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 bo ha-kato uh, no we say uh, the word the why w- w- is, is Tet seeing Tet such a good omen? Why do we relate it to word Tov? Uh, because that is uh, the worst uh, the the first sorry not the worst uh, the first time uh, the Torah mentions uh, the word tet uh, it, it, it introduces a tet in the Torah it is uh, the word tov uh, and that is so uh, that's it so therefore it is a good omen adir etotar tet because up until um, you know the the it says until it says uh, the word uh, from Bereshit, uh, the start of the Torah, till four verses later, uh, it starts off, and Hashem saw the light, and it was tov. So the first time uh, a tet is used in the Torah at all uh, is the word tov, and that is why it is a good omen. I'm Rav Yoshua Ben Levi. once we're talking about that, a uh, similar kind of idea, uh, we're talking about dreams, in other words, we have a related thing. Hare uh, Hesbed if you see a eulogy uh, in your uh, dream, uh, it's it says uh, chas and it says you've uh, pity on you and have redeemed you. Okay, so the word it's a play on words. Uh, we split the word hesped into chas. Uh, that pity. Uh, in Aramaic and in and, and, and they've actually saved you. So it's like is lahesped, and that is and that is that, and we just uh, uh qualify that tani mili uh, that is um when you see it in writing, not uh, if it is being read out to you. If it's being read out to you, that might be more uh, uh, problematic and uh, ominous. Okay, uh, quoting the mission again just for the last little bit uh, over here uh, when uh, we uh, uh, get to the end of the, of the chapter. V'kein uh, Chayav uh, of We said uh, all types of animals, uh, even wild animals and birds, uh, are, are, are the same as the laws of um, uh, domesticated animals. Amaresh uh, lakuresh lakuresh. Can shana Rabbi here what Rebi taught us uh, is the following. Tanagor tavas pasiyomi kilaim ze bazeh. Uh, all these three animals, uh, uh, even though the, you know some are are kind of undomesticated etc and, and and wild some are domesticated, uh, we say a peacock uh, a pheasant and a, a normal hen uh, or a cock uh, is uh, they all uh, kilim, uh, one with each other because uh, this this applies uh, to undomesticated wild birds uh, as well. Uh, the Camara says, Peter. surely that is obvious uh, we can see they're already part of the same family. Uh, Rav, uh, Chaviva. Uh, Rav, Rav Chaviva, says Mishum the the you know, uh, he says the, the thing is over here uh, because they are um, uh, reared together. Uh, it says they are all, sorry, they're not all from the same species. They are all. Different species, <coughs> uh, and the reason that you would have got confused, uh, it says because they are often uh, reared together. Uh, it says Mishum uh, they are reared together, uh, and and it says Ma'atatama uh, Min You might think uh, that they are all one type uh, because uh, they, they they live with each other and they they could even procreate with each other. Kamashmalan, uh, no, they are actually separate species, and. Um, and therefore uh, the halakhot of, of kilaim uh, would apply to them uh, as well. Uh, so now, once we're talking about uh, uh, birds and, uh, and, and kilaim Amar Shmuel, so Shmuel says Avazbar uh, uh, you've got the domestic goose and the wild goose uh, and it says kilaim they are considered uh, diverse with each other and you're not allowed to uh, mate them to, together with each other of Rav our uh, argues with that uh, what is the reason for that uh, just cause the one's uh, beak uh, could be a neck uh, or beak whichever, there's different understandings of it uh, one's got a longer neck, one's got a shorter neck, uh, one's got a shorter beak one's got a longer beak, uh, if you say uh, that that is uh, a, a significant uh, difference illa Miata, if you would say that, Gamla, perhaps a Gamla What about a Persian camel and an uh, and an Arabian camel? Uh, it says Ilaim Kova, Katim So in this one, it's obviously talking about the neck. Uh, one's got a um uh, thick neck and one's got a very thin neck. Uh, are you telling me? Um, uh, it says Hakanim, Um, uh, you know, it just. Uh, they are, are, are considered different species uh, with each other just because they've got different uh, lengths or, or lengths of necks or, or th- thicknesses of length uh, necks uh, and uh, so therefore you saying that they are uh, different? No, it's just uh, you know from a uh, perspective of uh, where they live. Uh, you have Indian elephants and African elephants, but uh, the species is really uh, the same. Uh, obviously, it's got all the the same characteristics. Uh, so why are you saying uh, with with a, with a goose? Surely uh, the wild goose, uh, as well as the the, the uh, domesticated goose, are actually two. Uh, you know, uh, they're not two separate animals. They're really the same kind. Uh, so ella, I'm our bias. Our bias says, no. Uh, say. No, the difference is between these geese. They've got uh, um, uh, differences uh, on a physiological level as well, and uh, and that is that uh, with 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 the male, uh, the ones testicles are can be seen from the outside, and uh, the domestic goose, uh, that's the wild goose. The domestic goose, uh, the testicles are inside. Uh, Rav Papa says there's another difference. Amar, um, uh, he says, hi, Tuna uh, Chada Biata. Vishilacha. Uh it says the the wild goose uh, only has one egg uh, in the ovary, Vahai. Um uh t it's una kama biata. Uh, Bish, uh, uh and another one the domestic goose uh, lays a lot of eggs uh, in in at once uh, you know from her ovary and therefore that's why we can actually see uh, that despite uh, the similar type of look uh, in in, in, uh, in certain respects uh, they are actually uh, separate species altogether Am uh, Rav and ravumia says in the in the, talking about rash uh, lakish he says so he says, <coughs> uh, what happens if you uh, crossbreed uh, two different species in the sea? So there's a whole discussion about this. Um, <coughs> because course, Tosfot says, listen, uh, seemingly fish cannot be crossbred. Uh, maybe it's uh, two different types of uh, mammals, uh, like dolphins or something, I don't know, that uh, uh, live in the sea. Uh, it could be maybe working uh, two different uh, types of species in the sea, which is obviously uh, also included in the prohibition of of Kilaim, uh, as we said. So if you if you have that, um, if you have these these two species and uh, that live in the sea, uh, the, and and you you do something problematic uh, with the two of them, uh, if, if crossbreeding is okay, but else uh, work with them together, uh, it says loke you will get lashed uh, for that. And how do you know that, my uh, timer? What is the reason for that? He says mishma. Ulla in the name of Ullah. actually, let me know, let me know, uh Shubi because basically the word is. um Hashem created. Uh, it says according to its species, uh, talking about animals on dry land. Also says, let me know. It says according to its species, uh, talking about uh, creatures that live in the sea as well. The same way, uh, both animals uh, animals uh, are included in the prohibition and are not allowed, are not allowed to be crossbred or work together. Uh, so too, uh, animals in the sea uh, aren't allowed that as well. Assuming you can. Um, <coughs> uh, uh, work with, I mean, work with them together in the sea uh, as well. Alright, so, so now uh, a fascinating, quite a famous question uh, that does come up by, uh, Rachava, uh, Hamanig, um, uh, Biyaza, uh, Vishibuta. What happens if you uh, have a, a wagon? If you have a wagon on on the on the seashore, okay, and uh, you you, you uh, uh, and uh, you pull it together with a goat and a shibuta Right, so you tie one uh, rope uh, to the to a goat and the other one uh, to a shibuta uh, A shibuta is uh, some type of uh, large fish. You know, maybe like a dolphin or a whale or something like. That uh, and uh, uh, do that so uh, uh, that's it's uh, that it, uh, you know uh, like we could understand it here in the um, uh, in, in the notes It also it could be like a fish that could reach uh, up to one and a half <coughs> meters uh, and in, in length okay so it's a type of uh, shibuta uh, fish even uh, you know today they apparently they call it a shibuta anyway Assuming you uh, could uh, uh, harness uh, this fish uh, and it, and you tied it uh, to a, a wagon on the seashore and you had it with a goat, Mahu, uh, uh, you know how do you look at that? On the one hand, Kavan, uh, the 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 goat uh, cannot go into the sea. Veshibuta uh, lav salak liabasha. Uh, so too, the fish cannot come up onto the land. Uh, you see, the two of them are in very uh, different habitats, and they're law klum uh, avid. You have klum avid. You've done nothing uh, to each other. You've uh, they're not really working uh, together because they they can't uh, you know be in each other's place. or Dilma uh <laughs> ka Or on the other hand, you look at the result of what you're doing, and they are both together pulling this this wagon. So you know, is it kelim? you know, getting them to work together or not? Ravina. So Ravina says, listen, ella If you want to give that analogy, Khibur, uh, What happens if you have? Uh, wheat and barley in your hand uh, And you would sow some wheat in Eretz Yisrael at the border uh, and, uh, and some barley outside Eretz Yisrael, Hachinami, Demachayev, so too you also should be liable over there But we know that they are different uh, regions and, uh, and they're not liable Eretz uh, Yisrael uh, is liable for Kilaim and outside Eretz Yisrael is not liable uh, for Kilaim So they shouldn't be mixed together. Uh, there's a border there uh, So surely that's, uh, that answers the question and, and then says, listen, you, can't, you know uh, Once things are in different areas, you can't compare them. Uh, Amri, Uh, The rabbis say, no, you can't compare those two cases. No, in the case of uh, planting Kilaim in Eretz Yisrael, specifically uh, Eretz Yisrael is uh, the place uh, for the Skutsalaretz love outside Eretz Yisrael is not uh, a place where where you commanded about Kilaim to the same extent. Uh, But uh, as opposed to uh, uh, this uh, location in the sea and the location on the land uh, really they're both subject uh, to this obligation so they're both areas of Chiyov uh, and uh, could be uh, that uh, um, if you work them together you would be liable so uh, we don't uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, have a refutation to that. Uh, so the question uh, remains uh, as as well. All right. So uh, uh, that that is uh, and that finishes off uh, this uh, chapter. Hadun uh, shor etapara finishes off uh, the uh, fifth chapter, and we move, uh, move on uh, to the sixth chapter uh, as follows. So now the sixth chapter uh, is going to be dealing. It carries on. Um, with uh, uh, the the damages uh, that uh, that 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 are caused, and actually this is the last chapter uh, that deals extensively uh, with these damages. Before we move on uh, into uh, the next chapter, is going to be dealing with stealing, and then it's going to be talking about uh, damages, and then the next uh, couple of chapters after that. So I think uh, 6, uh, eight, 9, and ten. Um, uh, sorry. Um, uh, six is dealing with uh, the the finishing off all the the, the damages, uh, especially fire, which we haven't uh, dealt with that much. Uh, and then, uh, following on from that, uh, we start uh, dealing. Then the next chapter uh, deals with uh, theft. Um. That's chapter 7. Chapter 8 deals with uh, um, uh, injury uh, and uh, the four other types of um, uh, uh, damages that a man uh, causes uh, to people. And then chapters 9 and 10 uh, also deal with theft. Okay, so the, the, the Gomorrah kind of uh, swings into a, a different area after uh, this chapter. Anyway, uh, uh, so we, we start off this chapter uh, and, and still continues uh with uh, uh with with concepts that we that we have uh, dealt with before and uh, and uh and now continues with them so what happens if you bring your flock uh, of sheep into a pen and you locked uh, the uh, the door behind it this this pen uh kind of is this movable fence where you go and you graze your uh, your um your your sheep in different areas you just uh, pin them in uh, and the pen uh, moves around okay so uh, so and in, in, in that area and you lock the door in front of them in an appropriate way uh, so therefore viataphysica uh, and despite the fact that uh, you locked it they somehow uh, managed to get out and they did damage patur you're exempt that is considered a um. Uh, something that is unavoidable, you know, an accident uh, that happened beyond your control uh, because you did everything you could to block it. However, if you did not uh, lock the door appropriately, and got out and did damage, uh, then you are chayev, you are liable. Uh, for that damage, uh, because obviously you should have been more careful, and uh, and therefore the damage is attributed uh, to you. All right, uh, similar kind of idea. Nifratah uh, balayla if you locked it up uh, and it was at night, or list him, or else um, it got uh, uh, you know it's uh, it broken into uh, by by robbers, uh, list him or, or bandits or robbers, uh, etc., and uh, or somehow the 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 pain fell down at night where you were not available and uh, not there to see it vizika and they got out and they did damage okay Pater, you are exempt in that situation uh, it says uh, list him however uh, if the uh, the bandits themselves took out the sheep out the pen uh, it says uh, uh, and, and and then they caused damage list uh, him obviously uh, then they are liable okay that gets into the whole discussion uh, that they've taken possession of them uh, etc and uh, and 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 therefore they are liable uh, for damaging the damages they cause, and really they become like shomrim uh, guardians over them. Right, uh, we're going back to the owners. If you left the animal outside in the sun the whole day with no shade uh, and uh, kind of got a sunstroke, uh, or short of shote vakatan, or else you give it over to a non-competent person, uh, someone a deaf mute, uh, a mentally incompetent person. Uh, or a young child uh, can't, you know, there's no responsibility for their actions. And the animal did damage uh, after uh, you you did it, well, then you are liable uh, for for all of that uh, damage uh, that you did because you were negligent. Uh, you should have looked after it in a better way. Masara Lorea, however, if you gave it over <coughs> to a shepherd, Next, <coughs> If you give it over to a shepherd, uh, the shepherd goes in, uh, in the place of the owner, and he would be responsible for the damage as well. Right, so moving on, uh, the last bit of the Mishnah uh, here deals with... Um, uh, the, the The concept of Shane and regal where the animal uh, you know we 've dealt with that before uh, animal eats uh, or walks in a, in a certain way uh, and uh, in the normal way and causes damage nafla uh, what happens if the animal falls into a garden and gets benefits uh, from eating in that garden ma obviously you 've got to pay uh, for the what the animal eats okay yada Kadarka, Fizika. Uh, uh, if it goes down into the garden in the usual way, uh, uh, the owner has to pay for what it's damaged. Okay, and and we've had this uh, discussion before as well. Kate uh, said what is the? Uh, how much uh, does he have to pay? Ma uh, uh, No, it's uh, it's uh, he has to go along and pay uh, for what he damaged, and how do you assess that? Shemin uh, so Basically, what you have to do—it's—it's uh, it's not the—the uh, the actual bed itself, you know, you. you he destroyed you know ninety percent of a bed you would say like you know and, and, and uh, how much is that what you do you take it in the larger picture uh, you say how much is a uh, whole bed are uh, uh, worth uh, over there and uh, and uh, you would have to look at it in, in larger uh, context uh, as well and you have to go along and pay uh, the difference as part of the surrounding area and, uh, and that results in a slightly smaller payment uh, because the damage looks uh, less uh, in um, in the context of a larger area. Okay, uh, uh, to finish off the Mishnah and uh, Rabbi Shimon just qualifies that he says Perot Gumurim Gumurim time time. Okay, so he says uh, when you um, uh, evaluate something it's only in a case where it eats un uh, produce however if the produce was ripe uh, then it 's got a market value uh, and and therefore if you ate a say you have to you know uh, you have to pay a sayer uh, two sayers you have to pay two sayers. okay the Gomorrah uh, will obviously deal with that uh, but in the meantime uh, we move on to the Gomorrah and uh, to the beginning part uh, of the Mishnah tannerbanan as you it says if you locked it up uh, appropriately uh, or you know what's what's considered appropriate and what's not considered appropriate a door that would uh, uh, withstand a normal wind Uh, that is defined As appropriate and if it can't even withstand a normal force wind uh, that is uh, defined as not appropriate obviously uh, if a door uh, blows down in a hurricane uh, or something like that well then you know what could you do that's uh, um, what's known in in Latin as a force majeure an act of of God okay Uh, and that's it so that's no one's problem anyway Ama Rabbi Mani Bar Mani Ba asked the following question: Mantana Muad dasagile What's the uh, who's the Tana that taught with animals that are Muad uh, that it's enough uh, to provide Shmira uh, pachuta a limited amount of guarding? Rabbi uh, Hudahe, we say uh, that is Rabbi Huda How do You know, uh, did none. Uh, it's a Mishnah, as as we learned back on DAV 45, so that's why it might sound familiar. Uh, if an owner tied an ox uh, with, with reins uh, to a fence or lock the gate uh, in front of it, uh, all is uh, appropriate. And it says uh, and then it went out and did damage. It doesn't make a difference if the animal is a tam or a moad. Uh, it is liable to Rabbi Meir. Uh, that is uh, Rabbi's Rabbi Meir, okay? Um, uh, that's it. So he says basically, um, uh, you know, you, you, um, uh, that's not enough, you know, just tying it with reins uh, or locking the gate uh, in an appropriate way, but still the ox manages to get out. Uh, that's not enough uh, to stop it causing damage. That is Rabbi Meir's opinion, okay? However, um, Rabbi Huda, um, Rabbi Huda, uh, uh uh, mentions in that same Mishnah Tam, uh, Chayav for a Tam. Uh, you are liable even if you uh, guarded it properly, uh, because uh, you know that he says uh, his view, uh, based on, on verses, uh, he says the Torah is that doesn't limit you. Uh, to to guarding when it talks uh, uh about a tam animal, okay? Uh, it says uh, muad uh but for a muad uh, counterintuitively a little bit for an animal that uh, is liable to cause a damage, you are exempt. Uh, and how does he learn that? yishmenu uh, It says uh, talking about. Uh, liability for a muad, uh, the owner uh, didn't secure it. And here, the uh, shemor who is there, and this animal uh, was was guarded even in a minimal way. Rabbi "Ain law Shmira ella sakin." no the only way you can guard it, uh, says Rabbi Yezir, uh, is to to kill it. Uh, you know, there's no other guarding uh, for it to be liable uh, in in um. You know for for that uh, the only way to 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 uh, stop it uh, damaging is to to go along and kill it all right so it seems to be that our mishnah uh, is uh, following only one opinion i that of rabbi huda uh Sugimura says no Rabbi may you could even say uh, that our Mishnah is going like rabbi maya it says shiny shane varegal uh torah no he says uh, that uh, the, the owner of a uh, word is liable, uh, you know, even if he only uh, provides a limited. Uh, amount of, uh, of of guarding because uh, what we're talking about here uh, animals are moored uh, with regard to Shane and Regal to eating and, and walking in the normal way uh, that is not the same uh, where it says uh, with, with goring okay so it's a different uh, thing when it says if, it, if you guard an animal goes and does damage it means it damages with, a, uh, with its horn uh, okay so it's different uh, when you're talking about eating uh, over there so it says the Amar Abelaza of Amrilein uh Bemanita Tano else uh or else uh, it was taught um in a brighter uh Albervarim Hatara Miyata uh uh, there are four things that are, uh, the Torah limited uh, the the standard level of uh, of guarding. Uh, that's pits and a fire in eating and walking. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, in bor uh, if a man opens a pit or if he digs a pit and he doesn't cover it, doesn't cover it, uh, you know, however, if he covered it. Uh, uh, he he is exempt uh from paying, even though uh you you know we had that a few days ago as well. You know, do you have to check and knock on the lid of the pit to make sure that everything's fine, uh, or do you just say, listen, he he, he did what he did, uh, and he covered it properly, and then it, it it kind of uh something else, for example, it got wormy or something like that. So, but you covered it appropriately, uh, you are off. Uh, the hook, so you don't have to worry at all times uh, that it became uncovered. similarly uh, the one who lit the fire has to pay uh, the, um, what the damage that it caused uh, means means that unless you act in a way uh, that's similar to the one. Uh, that actually lit the fire uh, by you know and 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 is negligent uh, that way and similarly with Sha uh, as we remember from the first chapter it says it goes along uh, he, he allows it to be eaten an animal uh, you know you sent your animal set your animal free and it goes along and uh, literally destroys talking about eating um, uh, eating in the field of another uh, it's very it means that he, he acts in a way that uh, is similar to just sending the animal. Uh, he causes it to actually uh, go there, uh, not if it goes by itself. Uh, similarly, uh, Regal, when it talks about. Uh, it says uh, when it says and he sends him away, uh, he sets it loose and it goes along to another field. It must be that uh, it's if you send the animal itself uh, as opposed to uh, the animal uh, getting free uh, in, by itself, uh, the vatanya and we learned in a brite as well. Uh, when it says, and he sent, that is regal. Uh, and also it says, and also it talks about, uh, you send forth the feet of the onki ox and the donkey. Uh, we had this droshle uh, very early on uh, in and, and uh, you know, the very beginning of the first uh, chapter within the first uh, few dapim. And it says, it consumes, that is uh, talking about um, eating, uh, and so too it says more, and so too when you eat with a tooth until it's all gone. Uh, the the first verse was from uh, Isaiah chapter thirty-two, and the second one is from Malachim Aleph uh, chapter fourteen. All right, Taima David came evad So basically, from, from our perspective, uh, those are the sources, and it means that uh, you have to do it in a way uh, as if you sent it uh, and caused it uh, to feed but if you didn't, uh, hi, uh, law, I've law uh, but if you didn't act in such a way uh, then you aren't liable uh, and uh, and we bring proof uh, to that Rabba. Uh, Rabba says nami and if you look at our Mishnah uh, it's also uh, precise uh, it says uh, because it also says uh, um, uh, it talks about a sheep uh, you know up at all the times and we talk about damages uh, we're talking about an ox and all the previous Mishnah uh, it says uh, uh, why don't we, you know, why don't we continue uh, with Ashur? the why uh, Dafka and uh, our missioner do we suddenly switch and now we start talking about a sheep? It must be love Mishum to Torah Miata Beshmiratam. No, so uh, you know, that must be uh, talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, eating and 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 and, and walking, etc. Because sheep don't go uh, usually, so it must be uh, exactly like. Um, uh, and and we say that the 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 uh, the liability to guard them is lower. Uh, and now we're dealing with a different thing. We're dealing with Shane and Regal as opposed to Karen. Um, and that's it. All right. Um, uh, and therefore, love, mushum, dakan keren Law No, the Gemara says not necessarily. Uh, you could, you could say they don't Dufka have to say it's like Rabbi Meir. Uh, maybe again, uh, teach you like Rabbi Huda uh, because if it says, if it would have used uh, you know, uh, it would have said uh, the reason that it didn't write an ox over there, you might have thought it was also dakan law lo bay. It was also talking about um uh, an ox which means and and it's not written that uh, a lower level of uh, of of guarding is enough and therefore uh, Shane Rigel he dictate uh, by so that's why I used the example of Shane and Regal uh, eating and trampling which is uh, written that uh, that uh, the, the lower level of um uh, supervision is enough. Kamash Malan, Deshane Varego, Dimute, who, uh, it, uh, you know, uh, that's why it teaches us about eating and, and, and walking, uh, which animals are considered Muad uh, from the get go, and, uh, and that's enough. Uh, supervision, even reduced supervision is enough according to Rabbi Huda uh, and we say Shmamina, uh, we said this is a good reading of the Mishnah and you could learn from it, the Mishnah could even uh, be like uh, Rabbi Huda uh, as well as uh, seemingly Rabbi Ma. Okay uh, that is a good place to stop, uh, so we will do that uh, everyone should have a great day